So we don't have our screen, as you know, and we usually put our affirmation up there, but you guys are awakened, so we'll do it telepathically together. <laughs> Ready? Right now? <laughs> All right, I'll lead you. Today I throw open my heart, mind and arms, and entire being to receive. The walls of resistance come tumbling down because I know that I am worthy, wonderful, and ready to allow this universe to raise me up into my highest, most fantastic expression. Dang, world! Step back and enjoy the brilliance that flows from me as I receive. And so it is. Good work. Good work. So we continue our journey of saying yes to living a life of joy. And today we move into another step along that journey, which is called generously receive. And the chapter was written specifically because you don't. We don't. We don't in this Western world, in this Western world have, we have forgotten how to receive. We have literally um, built such a construct of I'll do it myself. I'll figure it out. I can't ask for help. There's no one there for me. We have built walls around us so high and so thick that the universe is literally just baffled on how to get in and support us, which is what it's here to do. This entire loving universe is here to love you, support you, help you fulfill your dreams, do the heavy lifting for you. There's so much good. There's so much good in God, in grace, in love, whatever word you want to use. There's so much good here, and it is for you. Literally, take that in, take a breath. All of this goodness is here for you. And there's only one problem, you. (laughs) If you would get out of the way, it would just multiply in your favor over and over and over, right? So there's a great story in the Old Testament that I want to talk about that speaks well to this. And it's a story about Joshua when he um, is going to moving the Israelites along their journey. Um, It is the story of Moses has completed his job of bringing the Israelites out of bondage and into the wilderness, and he passes the torch, and now Joshua is up, and on their journey, they run into the city of, of Jericho. And Jericho is difficult for them to get around. They need to to get through this. And so Joshua walks up, and there's a man there, and a man draws the sword, as the story goes. And Joshua says, hey, are you for the good? Are you for the bad? What are you here for? And the man says, neither. I'm not here for either. I am here because the Lord has sent me. To which Joshua, in the story, falls to his knees and bows before the man and says, command me, give me guidance. He knows now that this man is a messenger to help them. And so he asks what to do. And the man says to him, you are to circle uh, Jericho for seven days. 
and, and I will tell you what to do on the seventh day, basically. So in the morning, every day, one through six, they get up, and it is said that seven priests with trumpets lead the way, and they circle Jericho, then they go back to camp, and they do it again the next day. They do this for six days. And on the seventh day, they are instructed to make noise. And in the making of the noise, as they circle Jericho, it is said that the walls came tumbling down, and they were able to have access to it and to move through it. Now, the story is very um, profound when we interpret it metaphysically, which is what we do here at Bodhi. We don't look at stories from um, ancient scripture. Literally, we look at them for their spiritual message and how they apply to us. So Joshua represents the enlightened part of us. It represents the part of us that knows its holiness. It knows what it is here for. There is a part of you that is in constant communion with the goodness of life. There truly is. Now, for some of us, it may feel like it's 2% of our being. It's much larger than that, actually. It's flipped over. It's 98% of you. It's 100% of your being. But where we are currently in our focus, it seems so distant and so small. But that is the part that leads us on our journey. That's the part that's bringing you to Bodhi, bringing you to the next book, bringing you to these workshops and these spiritual practices that are opening you up. It is the part of you that is leading you out of bondage and into freedom. Now, the beautiful thing about this story is the man who says, I am neither your enemy nor your friend. He just is here. Now, that represents the part in us that is so allowing and the part in us that is necessary for us now, especially in our journey. It represents non-judgment. How often do you find yourself judging the walls that have been built up around you? Judging yourself for, like I even say, you're the one who can't receive, and you'll take that and beat yourself up for three days about that, (laughs) right? So it's the consciousness. In order to awaken spiritually, in order for you to really bring the walls of resistance down, you must move into unconditional acceptance. And here's the thing about it. It's neither good or or bad. It just is. What is there just is. And it is when you don't name it as wrong or don't name it as anything when you can get into loving relationship with it. And inside of loving relationship, that's where transformation happens. We must learn this so clearly for ourselves and for those people in our lives who we are judging so harshly for their choices. No wonder they're not changing because for you. Of course they should, right? Right? You see clearly what's wrong with them. You've told them what their problem is, and you've told other people what their problem is, right? Why aren't they changing? Because it's not in the vibration of love. Nobody changes. Nobody opens up and lets their walls down if there's not love. And that's a big growth for all of us. Where are we judging ourselves and others? Where are we gossiping or telling stories or recreating stories that are actually keeping us and others stuck? The invitation in the spiritual awakening is completely opposite of what we do in the world. Completely opposite. So the story leads us to the part that says you must first be established in unconditional acceptance of who you are, where you are, what's happened, what's happening. It just is. 
And inside of that, we become, Joshua becomes obedient. And he realizes, ah, this is the consciousness that I can follow. This is the consciousness that I must obey. He falls to his knees. And inside of that surrender, inside of that willingness to drop to your knees, inside of you in full acceptance, you are guided. And what are you guided to do? The seven priests represent spiritual beliefs and practices. And circling Jericho represents the spiritual practice that we must do, our prayer life, our meditation life, our gratitude, our focusing on on the divine, journaling with the divine, communing with the divine, taking time to be in spiritual community, enriching our, our mind and our hearts in spiritual food. This is what circling Jericho represents. It's not about get a sledgehammer and bust the walls down. That is not the direction. That is not the direction. Do you hear this? Please lay down your sledgehammers. If you hear nothing else, lay down your sledgehammers against yourself. They do not work. You'll tear half a wall down. It will grow right back stronger. It just will. So we lay that down and we don't focus on the walls. In the story, they marched around it and then they went back to camp. So you spend some time in prayer. You spend some time in communion with the divine, and then you be about your day. And then the next day, you wake up and you do it again. And there comes a time, as it says in the story, where there's been enough resource, enough spiritual sustenance, and enough um, of a foundation built that now you can move forward and you can address those issues, the fears, the things that have built the walls around you. You can face them inside of love through spiritual practice, and they rejoice. They, they, they shout out the name of the Lord. They tell the truth about life. And in telling the truth about your life, everything that is unlike it will crumble and disappear with no effort of yours. Why? Because it is not the truth of who you are. These walls that say you must be perfect, these walls that say you must not let anyone see your underbelly, These walls that say you should feel ashamed or guilty. These walls that keep out the love because it says, I'm unlovable. All of these things come crumbling down because first, they're not true. And truth, when it faces untruth, what is untruth? What is it? Truth and untruth. It's no thing. But we must be established in our truth. This is our downfall. We don't establish ourselves enough in the truth. So when those walls rise up, what happens to us when we're not on solid ground in our prayer and our faith? We get seduced by the walls and you go, oh, I am this. Oh, that's right. I am stupid. I am not enough. I am this brokenness. And we become that and the walls go right back up. Such an amazing story, isn't it? To really look at how does it apply to us? Joshua is the light of love that's guiding unconditional acceptance and our spiritual practice, communing with our truth, building the light, building the light, affirming our wholeness, affirming our sacredness, affirming the support that is here for us, allows us to release our resistance. 
And it is in the release where suddenly an avalanche of good comes your way. It's not like you have to make life happen. See, that's what we think. We think I've got to figure out who to go to. I've got to find the person to help make this happen. I've got to, make, I've got to arrange that thing to occur. That's not how it works. We don't make it happen. We get out of the way, and it supports you. Life supports you. And of course, you'll be guided to make that call, or you'll appear at that right place, or some inspiration will say, you know, I need to talk to so-and-so. And you'll follow that guidance because you will be obedient to the light. You will be obedient in the most beautiful way. Isn't that a great word, obey? <laughs> wanted to see how it landed. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Genuinely, it is a very good word. Now, obviously, it's been misused like every word that we're unraveling and unwinding in our culture. But to, be, to obey, to be obedient to the light, to trust it. Joshua falls to his knees and bows down because he knows it is safe and beautiful and good to follow, to follow the light. See, we're already in resistance. I'm not going to kneel down, right? I'm not going to. Praying, by the way, if if you don't do this, do it tonight or when you get home. Kneel down at your bedside and pray. On your knees, in this most beautiful, humble, receptive position. It is a lovely way to say, I am willing to surrender my efforting and my trying to make happen. I'm willing to obey the guidance of of this light to be obedient to its love and to allow it to help me flourish. That's the gift. The gift that you receive is you get to flourish. You get to become more and more this light. You get to experience why you're here, and you get to be in your joy. We talked about this weeks and weeks and weeks ago. The world needs you in your joy. Your suffering serves no one. It just adds to building the walls. It adds to building up the pain and keeping all of us separate. It is inside your joy where you become a light unto the world that is just so fantastic. And what's possible through you, they're, they're, who knows? There's, there's, not, there's not a limit to what's possible through you when you are obedient to this light. There's, there's not a limit to it. And it doesn't mean it's going to blow you up. It just means it's going to use you really well. And all the stories of why you think you can't will dissolve. There is so much here for you, but the first step in allowing yourself to generously receive is to see how, the, how high the walls are and to take responsibility for those walls, to say those walls I built, part of them I built with, you know, your family, whatever, it doesn't matter how they got there, take loving ownership of them. And the great news is because you built them, you can take them down. And what we teach here and believe here at Bodium, what the story says is we do this from love, from acceptance. I feel like I want to repeat the whole story so you really get it, but I think you got it, right? <laughs> I trust you. Before we move into prayer, I want to do a, a, a special um, recognition for something that's really important coming up. Um, and, and 
uh, she just left. I don't know where Sarah went. Um, but April is National Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Didn't know that. But um, uh, Sarah is very passionate about this. She herself is a survivor of sexual and reproductive trauma. And she is hosting a virtual conference. It is a day of upliftment and empowerment. And for some of us, this is a very important issue. So if you really like, I'm actually either from your past experience or your own heart, I'm a part of healing um, this thing within humanity, then please check out this virtual conference. It's completely free, Tuesday, April 29th. It's online, and she's hosting and created the whole thing. So you can go downstairs to the Bodhi Bar and find out more about this um, conference. Again, April 29th, 4 p.m. It's free. Support Sarah and also be a part of changing this um, unnecessary way of being in the world. Yes? All right. Let us pray together. Take a deep breath. And I invite our spiritual counselors and our leadership body to stand and just hold the space. You take a deep breath and just open and receive. Free my mind. Free my body. Free my spirit. Ready to receive. Free my mind. Oh, and so we ask, we ask the Holy Spirit, the whole Spirit of God, love, creator, divine intelligence to free us, to free our minds and our bodies and our spirits from the shackles and the chains and the walls of separation that we have built, the walls of fear, the belief that we're not good enough, that we have to be better. Oh my God, what lies, what unnecessary waste of energy. And so we ask that love prevail within us. That love is the vibration that sets us free. That really does lift us up into a higher knowing of self. We ask that this loving presence literally be a blanket around us that, that, that transforms the very vibration that we are into one of self-love. One that activates the vibration of joy so that joy itself is known in a new way in and as our experience of our lives. We ask that this light and that this love truly, truly guide us into the right spiritual practices, to the right prayers, to the right ways of communing with the divine that are perfect for our soul. We ask that we be moved into greater and deeper relationship with the self, capital S, so that we may more fully trust its power and bow down to its light and and joyously follow the path that it is leading us down, which is for many very different from the path we have been on. We surrender. We fully surrender. We let go and we let this light heal us. All dis-ease is dissolved in the love of God. All beliefs of unworthiness, guilt, and shame are dissolved in the love of God. All past stories and experiences with no shame or projection upon them whatsoever are dissolved. And right here and right now, we are renewed because we are free. We are free right now. Mind, body, and spirit, we are free. Say yes 
Say yes. Say yes to this freedom right here, right now. Take a deep breath. Open up and let this expansion be for you. of the law, knowing that it is done, and together we say, and so it is, and so it shall be, amen. Yes, thank you, thank you. Michelle Schrag, again. (laughs) 